Amen. Amen. Boy, it's so good. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell them you're going to really be glad you sat by me today. <laughs> Somebody said, I'm already really glad. Yeah. Amen. So good to have each one of you here. We welcome you. Tuned in from, I know my daughter-in-law's tuned in from Spring Hill, Tennessee. They've been there for a week now since Sunday. They haven't gotten out because the road is, a, is just a sheet of ice. And she sent us a, uh, a video from a guy who was trying to make it up the road. <laughs> and uh, he was bent in tires and was sliding back and and wound up in front of a house he didn't live in, just left his truck and walked home. And uh, so I remember when we lived there, you know, people would wait till the ice road, road iced over to go get bread and milk, and there were tons of people in the ditch. I, I was called to go to Firestone to pick up my buddy who worked at Firestone just just this side of Nashville and we lived 20 miles away so I had a four-wheel drive I remember going up the road and seeing all the cars in the median and on the side of the road and when I got there to pick him up his store was right on a hill to a red light he said he counted 40 wrecks because cars couldn't stop coming down the hill while he was waiting on me and I said well we're not going to add to the list but we're going to make it home right so we're grateful for clear roads and uh, uh, grateful that you're here safely and and uh, we're we're grateful we're just grateful you know um, I want you to think about this that if I were to title what I want to share with you for the next few moments it would be that Yahweh the Father remembers he remembers. As a matter of fact, if you go to Psalm 105, verse 8, it says, He is always mindful of His covenant. It's in His heart. That means He will keep every promise that's been made to you. Psalm 111, verse 5 says, He is ever mindful of His covenant. That means that the covenant is... A total giving of, you know, we know contract is giving, it's things and services. But covenant is so much different because covenant is a total of giving of oneself to another. So Jesus totally gave himself to you and me without reservation before we ever showed up on this planet before the foundation of the world, he was crucified. So I want you to go to Joel 2, 2 first. And uh, I want to show you something, verse 23. We're going to start here. And we'll follow the direction of the Holy Spirit. I'm excited about the Word. I love the Word. And I, I, I take it seriously. I've been doing this almost 30 years. Started 1994. This is 2024. So God has been faithful. I can tell you, He has been faithful. Overwhelm me this weekend with His presence. 
just to love on me. And he'll do the same for you because he's always mindful of his covenant. So he says in Joel 2, Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he gives you the former or early rain. That's the planting rain. That's what the, the, the person who's sowing a crop needs rain to cause the seed to come up. And he causes to come down for you and measure, just measure in righteousness. And he causes to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain as before. The latter rain is the harvest rain that's needed to cause uh, the fruit that's on the, on the crop to, to have its greatest potential. And, and we know that this former and latter rain is really close. The harvest is so quick. It happens so quick that he says, I'm going to give you the former rain and the latter rain. I believe it could be all in one month. Amen. He said, and the threshing floors will be full of grain and the vats will overflow with grape or wine and oil. And, the th and I will restore, listen to this, I will restore or replace for you. This is the Amplified Classic. The years that the locust has eaten, the hope hopping locust, the stripping locust, and the crawling locust. Do you understand? Every one of those eats a part of the crop so there's nothing left but dirt. He said, my great army that I sent among you, and you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be put to shame. A little further down it says, and it will come to pass afterward I pour my spirit out on all flesh. Let me ask you, does he give qualifications right there? No, he says all flesh. And he said, he said, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions even upon the men servants and maid servants of those days will I pour out my spirit. So I want you to think about this. Yahweh remembers. The Lord remembers. If you go over to the book of Ruth, you don't have to turn there, but I'm gonna, I preached messages from Ruth and I believe Ruth is a vital part of what the Holy Spirit wants us to know today about restoration, about recovery, about the Father's blessing us, overtaking us. How co confirming for the Holy Spirit to remind us of where he's taken us. Because I think some of us get so comfortable with out having the breakthrough that we've been believing for, that we just take it for granted, it may not come. But I want to tell you today, that's, that's not true. Because he remembers. Ruth is a, full, is a short book. It's written, it, it, it happens during the period of the judges. There's a famine in Bethlehem of Judah. Bethlehem means house of bread. Judah means praise. There's a famine. And 
Elimelech takes his wife, Naomi, and their two sons, and they go to Moab, which represents the land of lustful pleasures. They leave the house of bread and the house of worship to go to the land of lustful pleasures, and they wind up there, and Elimelech dies. Naomi's husband dies. And their two sons marry Moabite women, Ruth and Orpah. And, and a few years later, both those men, those sons die. Naomi has lost her husband and her children. And her daughters-in-law are left there, widows. And Naomi, said, the Bible says that she heard that God had visited Bethlehem with bread, with food. So she tells Ruth and Orpah, you've been kind to me. I want you to go back home and, 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 and to, to those you're familiar with and, and live uh, prosperously and be blessed. And the Bible says that Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave. I, wanted, I want you to know there are people who are kissers and cleavers. You'll run into those who are kissers and cleavers. Mm -hmm. I'm just being... You understand something about the faithfulness of God. Ruth said one of the most famous verses you'll find. Because Ruth says, entreat me, please don't make me leave you. Because where you go, I'll go. Your people will be my people. And this got heaven's attention. She said, your God shall be my God. You understand that got heaven's attention. And we find that Ruth and Naomi return. And Naomi says, don't call me Naomi, which means pleasant, but call me Mara, which is bitter. The Lord led me away full and I've come home empty. It's amazing how easy it is to to blame God with something that he has nothing to do with. But he wants to get involved. Because I want you to know he remembers. We find that Ruth, it's, it's barley season, it's, it's harvest time, and, and Ruth is, she, she don't, she's not able to go out, so Ruth says, let me go glean in the fields. Because they would always, during harvest time, they would leave the corners of the field for the less fortunate and those needy. It was in the laws that God had implemented so the needy would have food during harvest time. So they're gathering. And Ruth, the Bible said it was her hap to fall on a part of the field. Think about land, dirt. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On a part of the field that belonged to Boaz. And we know that Boaz tells his, when he shows up, it's, it's kind of, he says to the head reaper, he said, how you doing? I'm doing good. He said, I'm good and good too. He said, it's almost like he, when the boss shows up and you're not expecting him. And he starts out with small talk and then he spots Ruth. Remember, she's a Moabite. She's from another people. And he says, whose damsel is this? Kind of like when I saw her the first time. <laughs> Except I didn't say, Whose damsel is this? 
She was like 14. I was 16. And we were at a church function. I just said something like, whoa. And, and you understand, Ruth, Ruth, Ruth saw, she, she was spotted by Boaz, and Boaz says to the reapers, she said, don't go to the corners. I want you to glean in the, in the main part of the field by my maidens. You know why? Because Yahweh remembers. And he said to the reapers, he said, I want you to let fall some handfuls on purpose. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So she gets more than she expected. Glory. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost. At mealtime, he reached her parched corn and gave her to drink and served her. And, 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 and they gave her special favor because... Boaz had spotted her, the kinsman redeemer. She gets home and Naomi, as if she didn't know where she's been, she's got so much harvest that Naomi said, where, have you, where did you go? Like she didn't know. I was in a field that belonged to Boaz and it's a kinsman redeemer and we know the story because we, we find that Ruth marries Boaz and they have a son named Obed who has a son named Jesse who has a son named David because Yahweh remembers. He remembers and we see this beautiful picture unfold because Samuel is told to go anoint a new king. And guess where he goes? To Bethlehem. Same place. It was outside of Bethlehem where Ruth had gleaned in the field of Boaz. It was Bethlehem where Ruth and, and Boaz became wed and had a son. And it was there outside of Bethlehem where there's a shepherd boy. Here's what would happen. They would, uh, God had instructed them to, to plant crops in the field. On certain years, and certain years, just use it for livestock and let the land rest. They would do crops and then livestock. And he said, I want you to go to Bethlehem, to the house of Jesse. There's a king in waiting, because Yahweh remembers he brings all his boys in and they all look like they could be king. They all look on the outside like they could be king. And Samuel says to Jesse, do you have any more boys? None of these are it. He said, I got one out in the field watching the sheep. Now remember, it's the year of the livestock, but it's outside of Bethlehem. I just firmly believe it could have been in the same spot. Same location where years earlier his, his great-grandmother had showed up in the field. Because Yahweh remembers. 
I want you to go back to the field. Go out to the field and call him in. And he comes into the house and the Lord says to Samuel, Arise and anoint him for he's the one. He's the most unlikely as far as, as, far as kings go. He's the most unlikely to succeed because he don't look like a king. And God said, I don't look at the outside. I'm not looking for performance or perfection. I'm looking for permission. And he looks and he says, I look at the heart. Arise, anoint him. He poured. I know that we in church are real respectful, but we love the oil because it represents the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we give that little touch with the oil and it's okay but when Samuel poured that horn of oil on David, it was equal to an oil change in your car. So David's dripping with oil. And the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord came on him from that day forward. Fast forward. Matthew 2, the messenger comes to Mary. She's engaged to Joseph. Said, Hail Mary, you're highly favored. I just want to give you a message that the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. And you're to conceive of the Holy Ghost and that Holy One will be called the Son of God. He shall be called Jesus. Jehovah's salvation. And Emmanuel, meaning God with us. On that night in Luke 2, you'll find the, the narrative. Luke 2, there was no room in the end, so they, we just celebrated Christmas. But I, I'm telling you, it's more than just about a day. It's more than just about a day. It, it's that night when Mary is giving birth in a field outside of Bethlehem. Because Yahweh remembers. The angel shows up to some shepherds. Now, now why do you suppose that the, the message didn't come to the priest or a king? Why do you suppose God bypassed all of these dignitaries to go to a field in Bethlehem because there's something about dirt, especially that spot of dirt. The Bible says the shepherds are keeping watch over their flock by night and suddenly the glory of the Lord, it lit up the hillside. Could have been close to where Ruth was gleaning. Could have been close to where David was singing. Could have been close to that general location. But just indulge me for a moment. I, I, I have to believe that God has an interest in, in, in real estate and a per, certain pos, spot of land because it, it really speaks of people. And the, the angels show up to the shepherds the sheep are glary-eyed because they've never seen anything like this. And the shepherds are fearful and the angel says, fear not. 
For this day is born to you in the city of David, a Savior. Christ the Lord, which shall be to all people salvation, peace on earth, and goodwill toward men. Now remember, Joel, the will of the Father. Whose will is it? Goodwill toward men. Jesus is the Father's goodwill toward you and me. Jesus, the Lamb of God, the Savior who shed his blood so that we could be washed and cleansed and brought into that wonderful circle of love. Father, whole Son and Spirit comes to engage us in this wonderful place. And you understand if it's goodwill, it means Joel chapter 2 is the covenant that he said, I'm going to restore. Not the days, not the months, not the weeks, but he said, I'm going to restore the years. You know why? Because he remembers. I want to tell you that some of you have prodigals. I have some. Some of you have situations and things that you're believing God for. I just need to tell you that he remembers. He has not forgotten about you. He's not forgotten about your prayer. He's not forgotten about the desire of your heart. He hasn't forgotten. He remembers because he's a covenant keeping God. You understand that he's so interested. What could be so interesting about 26 acres in Thorsby, Alabama? I mean, it's probably one of the worst Perk, it's kind of, you know, land has to perk. Yeah. It, it was probably one of the things that really was amazing is I remember, I think it was Underwood that sold the land to us. And, and it was probably some of the most unlikely land to build anything on. Why? Because it's, a floodplain. You go, God. <laughs> I remember standing under the oak tree about where the cross is with a group of men. Some of them have gone on to be with the Lord. But I remember standing under that oak tree and we poured oil on the land. And we prayed and we said, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We pray that souls and the kingdom will advance through the purchase of this property. We pray, Father, that you'll have the glory when you walk in on the concrete before the carpet or the tile was ever laid. People came in when it was just concrete and a metal, it wasn't even finished. And they wrote scriptures all over the concrete. So you understand, who would have ever picked Bethel but God? Because there's something about real estate, something about dirt. Who would have ever believed? We, got, we built a church in Peru. We, we helped build a church in, in Kenya. We, we financed the building of a church in Africa. We've got missionaries going to Peru. How many times, Brother Bo? I've been uh, 22 times. 
The best is yet to come. I've been to 10 different countries. And you understand who would ever have believed God would use a little place in Thorsby, Alabama. Because he remembers. And he sees you. I came to tell you that he's going to restore the years. He's going to restore the years. I believe 2024 is going to be the year. I think it's going to be the year we're going to see the breakthrough we've been sitting on, that we've been believing for, that some of us have even grown weary and discouraged because we thought God had forgotten, but I'm here to tell you, He remembers. He remembers that little spot called Bethlehem that He chose to call a, a, a woman named Ruth to glean in the field so He could bring the progenitor to the Savior of the world. He chose that spot for David to play to the sheep in the year of animals and God called him to be a king and David was prophesied to, by Nathan who said to David said your throne will be established forever. Do everything that's in your heart because God's going to back it up. You understand that God has given us his covenant and he remembers the desire of your heart even those unspoken prayers that you never voiced to God. He read your mind because David said he sees my thoughts are far off and I can tell you there's been times when I thought to myself if God could just do this and, and then the next thing you know he heard my thoughts and all of a sudden there it is why because God knows what you're thinking any better than that he knows what's in your heart don't you dare give up because he's about to restore the years that the locusts and the caterpillar and the pommel worm have eaten he He's about to restore health. He's about to restore wealth. He's about to restore the things. Family, he's about to restore it. Some of you, this is really speaking to your heart. He remembers. This is going to be the year the prodigal comes home. Amen. It's going to be the year when, when there's a turnaround. Turnaround's coming. What the enemy meant to hurt you, God's turning it around. Because he remembers. I'll restore the years. I'll can't even explain it. morning I glanced out the window and I caught the tail end of a deer coming through the neighbor's yard and I knew that it was just a matter of time when they was going to clear and come by, by the chicken coop. I began to count them in that 10 degree weather. I don't think it phased a whole lot. They was in a hurry to get somewhere. They were just trotting along and I counted five. 
I said, boy, there's something about this dirt, this spot of land. You may have some deer on your property, but you understand five is the number of grace. There was five. That march right there in front of me, I think God was reminding me that he remembers. This morning, I have an overwhelming sense to remember the grace of God. Because we're saved by grace. Through faith. You understand that word to be saved is not just from your sins. That's not just so you can go to heaven. You know what it means to be saved? (laughs) It means totally. It's like the word shalom. It means so much more than, than just peace. Shalom was more than just a greeting. It means shalom, the peace of God that passes all understanding is the shalom of God. It means there's nothing missing, nothing broken. You were settled and at rest from the rage and havoc of war. That you were in a place where it doesn't matter what's going on around you. It doesn't matter if there's a famine in the land because you know whose hand is open toward you and he's going to supply your every need. There's not going to be any lack to the children of God. Let them do what they want to. Uh, Up in Washington, let them do what they want to do. You understand, I'm not moved by their decisions. I'm not sustained by how well they do. I'm not, I, I don't sleep according to what they vote on. You understand, I sleep according to what my father said. I am provided for by my father because he is Jehovah Jireh who remembers his covenant to you and me. He remembers. Look at your neighbor and tell him he hadn't forgotten. Tell him he heard you the first time. Thank you, Jesus. This is going to be the year, I believe. John writes of Gaius. A prayer he prays. Third John 2. Beloved, I pray above all things that you prosper and that you're in health as your soul prospers. Now let me ask you, would John be praying a prayer that is not the will of God? Absolutely not. People that are unsure usually say if it's God's will. We talked about the if and the will of God. Is it God's will for you to prosper? Absolutely. Is it, is it God's will for you to be healthy? Absolutely. Jesus already, the Bible said, by his stripes we were healed. Come on, somebody. Is it his will? <laughs> Come on, you know, it was, I had that five gallons of water and I thought I was going to be okay. I was almost at home plate. And the chickens was all gathered around the, the little, they waiting for their goodie. They're spoiled. Anybody need any unintended roosters? I got three I'll give away. <laughs> Golden comments. You want some roosters? Yes, sir. 
Well, you got them, sister. You got them. One of them is probably a, less than a year old. And they, praise the Lord. Oh, my goodness. That's, huh? I'll be home. I, I got to go get, I got to go to Alabaster about 1.30, but I'll be there. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Let, let me oh, man. KFC. Yeah, I told somebody, I said, when my hens don't lay eggs, I put the KFC box out by the run. <laughs> and even the roosters get involved. Thank you, sister. Praise the Lord. That's a relief to my wife is saying, because mm. them rascals are, they, they fight each other. They say one of them is a dominant rooster, but anyway, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He had, see, he, he took care of our needs. Double, double. Took care of hers and mine, uh, theirs and mine at the same time. So, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, there came wise men. <laughs> they're healthy, they're healthy. Yeah, one of them's one of them's uh, the Lone Ranger and Tonto, and the other one is, yeah, it, you 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 get them all. the The other one is a renegade, so <laughs> yeah, he's a renegade. Yeah, I thought he was a hen till he got his comb. <laughs> you understand? The father is faithful. So there came wise men. I want to show you how the father remembers. They came wise men. Now, I think there could have been more than three. But there were, there were some wise men who came from the east. They saw a star and they followed the star. They came to Herod and Herod said, I'm looking for a king too. But he had some devious agenda. He was going to kill him. The devil will always try to rob you of your promise. The wise men were wise. So they come bearing gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It was more than what we see in our plays. It was more than depicted. They had their gold, frankincense, myrrh on, in their treasure boxes on the beast, on the animals. So when they came, they gave their treasures do you know that God is so on purpose that it was just after this when the Lord spoke to Joseph and Mary and said, flee into Egypt. Go into Egypt with the child. How could they get there? The gold, frankincense and myrrh was trading provision for them to make the journey to you understand God knows how to fix things for you to get his promise to come to fruition whatever you're hanging on to don't let it go because sooner or later there's going to be some wise men show up that's going to finance your your journey they're going to give you what you need to get it get it done let me tell you they're on their way I, they've been seeing the, the they've been seeing the direction the holy spirit's been let me tell you he'll give you He'll use whatever focus he can, he can get. God is amazing. He remembers. I want you to stand with me.
He remembers. He remembers. He will not forget his covenant. That covenant means he has totally given himself to you and me. Totally. That's why John said, as he is, so are we in this world. 1 John 4. As he is, so are we. Do you think Jesus is stretched out? You think he's... No. No. Let me tell you something about Jesus you may have not thought about. Maybe you have. Do you understand that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father in the body? Representing who? Me and you. He ever lives to make intercession. Hebrews 7.25. He's able to save us to the uttermost that come to God by him, seeing he ever lives to make intercession for us. He's interceding. But I want you to know, he remembers. How many of you have a need that you've been believing God for or a situation you've asked God to move on. Slip up your hand right there where you are. He remembers. He remembers. He remembers. I believe 2024 is going to be an amazing year for the church, for the body of Christ. I believe it's going to be an incredible year. Amen. So I want you to, one more time, to slip up your hand right there where you are. I know last week we had, now this is what I want you to do. You that have your hands raised, and, and you that don't, if you would join them or pray for the person next to you that's got their hand up. I want you to believe God for 2024 to be the year of the breakthrough. The year when the Lord said, these are they that pursue the blessing. It says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in this holy place? They that have clean hands and a pure heart. You know how you can say that? Because Jesus. The Father sees you through Jesus. In Christ. They did not lift it up their soul to vanity. That word actually means to idols. Nor sworn deceitfully. They shall receive the blessing of of the Lord. Be lifted up, ye gates. Be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord God strong in battle is He. Have you ever thought that He's Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts? That He, come on, that there's some battles that you didn't even have to fight because God fight, He fought for you, and He will fight for you. 
That's the way he feels. So I want you to do that. Next few moments, I want you to take a few minutes. You don't have to convince God to do anything. But I want the Lord to increase your faith, to live in a place of expectancy in 2024 like you've never been. There's something about this dirt, this spot, this place. Oh, we're not the only place. I don't want you to believe that that we're the only ones because that, that gets us in trouble. God has many who are faithful and, and true and believe God. So I want you to do this right now. Pray for that person next to you. Would you just start doing that right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, you've seen the hands raised. You've seen the desires of the hearts. Father, we come to you not because we need to convince you of anything. Lord, you know us inside and out. You know our heart's desire. You know everything about us, Lord. You know everything about our family, everything about our our finances, everything about our health, everything about our life. So we ask, Lord, that you would bring things to such a degree of peace and shalom, total health, healing, deliverance, well-being. Father, that we would be in a place where we have no lack. God, where we begin to be a witness in the earth. They that have become the light of the world through being the reflectors of the the sun. We pray, Father, that you would be glorified in bringing our children home and turning the prodigal uh, back to the Father's house. Lord, and bringing those children, Lord, that have lived in a place uh, like a fog. They lived in a place, Lord, where they were, were deceived and lived a counterfeit way. We pray, Father, they'll come to themselves and they'll begin to see the light and they'll come home. Lord, we give you praise that this is the year and we declare it and believe it in the name of Jesus. We pray, Father, for health to come. We pray, Lord, for wholeness to come to emotions, to to hearts, to lives. Right now, let there be a wholeness and a healing. Father, throughout this auditorium and this room and over the waves of the, the live stream, we pray, God, that you would move mightily to bring your name to a place of great glory. Not that you have to be, uh, Lord, that you have to receive that, but we're changed from glory to glory. We're sustained from faith to faith. And Lord, we are held up by from strength to strength and we give you glory we give you praise right now for breakthrough in every life we thank you for the peace of God that passes all understanding keeps our heart and mind through Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus we give you praise we bless you Lord we honor you go ahead and thank him go ahead and thank him thank you Jesus Thank you, Lord. He remembers. I want you to go in the blessing, in the presence, in the power, in the protection of the Father. That you are on His heart. And you are always on His mind. And He sees you. He knows you. And He will keep you in Jesus' name. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Be encouraged. Ladies, don't forget. 